That's what's at the center of this entire story is that she didn't have a product. She had a marketing machine. She tapped into that thing that's inside of so many people, which was definitely inside of her, which is like, I want more, right? It's, it's ambition. And she, she promised people and anyone who could just take the blinders off could see, well, this doesn't even make sense. It was never legitimate. I mean, you had a basic concept that you were pitching, but you never even tried to, this thing was never legitimate. This was always a scam for her. It was always going to be a scam. Had she timed her scam 18 months later, she she could have made 10 times as much money. I mean, they basically say in bold caps, this is a Ponzi scheme. Our exit strategy is take the money and run. Hey, this is Matt Cox, and I am here with Josh, America's attorney, and we are going to be discussing the crypto queen. Yeah, the crypto queen and the scam, and we're going to be discussing uh, where she's at. So I appreciate you watching, and check this out. Raja, Ruja. Ruja. Ignatova. I'm, I got to call her the crypto queen because it's a totally awesome name. And she dubbed herself that. And that's like kind of, to me, the most important fact of this whole story. I don't feel like you get to, you get to dub yourself. And well, you, know, you, gotta, you shouldn't be able to, when I was in prison, I tried to push the name Chainsaw. <laughs> Nobody would call me Chainsaw. Okay. And when I, you know, I, I, they say, hey, well, what do they call you? I go, the Chainsaw. And they would look guys and be like, like, no, man, stop, bro. No, maybe handsaw. Yeah, you're not a chainsaw. Okay, no. so I know that you've seen the Seinfeld episode where George decides that he wants to be called T-Bone, right? Yes. So they go to lunch and he orders a T-Bone steak. And uh, then somebody beside him orders a T-Bone steak. And they decide to call that guy T-Bone. And George is like, no, I ordered the T-Bone first. I get to be called T-Bone. It's the coolest nickname. Yeah, you know I, what they end up calling him later no. in the episode. He they see him like dancing in the hallway, stomping, and maybe he has a banana in his hand. They end up calling him Coco the monkey. <laughs> so yeah. awesome. you definitely don't get to pick your own uh, nickname. No, but she yeah. did, and that actually is kind of that's what's at the center of this entire story is that. Um, she didn't have a product. She had a marketing machine. Yeah. She tapped into that thing that's inside of so many people, which was definitely inside of her, which is like, I want more, right? Yeah. It's, it's ambition. And she, she promised people and anyone who could just take the blinders off could see, well, this doesn't even make sense. She but they, even says that. Did you see the thing? Did you read the... Um... Department of Justice uh, press release where they they pulled they pulled excerpts where she even says this doesn't work with smart people. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, our 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 customers are crazy and idiots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. She was blatant about it. And what I thought, you know, yeah, like you said, it was it was, it was hype. The 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 MLM aspect of it. Which, which is what I was saying was interesting because 
I actually spoke with a guy from Canada who investigates MLMs. Okay. And uh, you might be interested in, in, in uh, talking with him. Uh, really nice guy. Uh, we did a, we did a, did a um, I don't know, a, a, whatever, a remote um, interview like this. Yeah. Super nice guy. Uh, does MLMs, can tell you all about them, has an interesting story of how he got into it, how they basically like brainwashed his best friend. And his best friend, of course, invited him. And as soon as he, he's like, he's like, literally like, I'm texting this guy all the time. We're best friends for like years. Super close. He goes, I go to one of the meetings. I'm as we're in the meetings. I knew it didn't sound right. He goes, I start looking it up. I start seeing all these things about it being kind of a scam. It's a, you know, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a pyramid. And he goes, so then when he comes, he goes, what do you think? He goes, yeah, bro. He's like, look, I looked up a bunch of stuff online. And honestly, this just doesn't sound right. He said he immediately said, you know what? He's like, you're just basically, you're just a hater. You just yeah. don't want to see people succeed. You're just, he says all the normal things. And then he said, literally walked away and has never spoken to me about it since. Okay. So that's a really extreme example, right? Yeah. Um, but there is a sense in which great marketing, uh, great branding builds this level of commitment, which, which draws a line in the sand and says you're with us or you're against us, right? People that drive Chevy trucks, what do they think about people who drive Toyota Tundras? Yeah, of course, they're, they're garbage. Yeah. My girlfriend hates Fords. Yes. Why? It, yeah, most, one of the most popular Ford uh, trucks in, in the world. They work great. What's the problem? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a fascinating thing when a person like uh, Ignatova or a or a brand, a product can tap into this thing inside of us that wants something more, something different in our lives. And like it, it changes you. You get connected to it. And now it's a part of you. And this, like, it broke down this friendship that you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> this is horrible, but, uh, you know, like most Ponzi schemes don't, not that this isn't, a, well, in a way it could be a Ponzi. It is kind of, it is a Ponzi scheme. I mean, you know, yeah, the Department of Justice has straight up labeled it as a Ponzi. They said okay. they took early money. Uh, I mean, they took secondary money and gave it to early investors to prove that they were making money. Right, right. It just as a part of the, uh, as the part of the, like, I call it the maintenance, as maintenance yep. for the scam. You have to maintain the scam for, the longer you can maintain the illusion, the the more sellable the scam is. But, so what's interesting is most Ponzi schemes don't start off as Ponzi schemes. It's typically a legitimate inve in, you know investment strategy that goes wrong and they typically will like, we had a bad quarter and then they cover it because they're yep. afraid to tell their investors because they'll pull out and then they'll loot then the whole business collapses and they're like shoot and they're like usually it's some kind of anomaly and they're like it was an anomaly it won't happen again we'll make up for it over the next six months and, and then something else goes wrong and then so what ends up happening is ultimately they just get deeper and deeper and, and it collapses on in and on itself because they can't maintain it what well, well, most of them start off legitimate the what i admire about hers <laughs> is that it didn't it was never legitimate which is yeah, kind of I'm like putting, i'm putting an asterisk by the word admire but go on which is, you yeah. know i mean it was kind of the charles ponzi 
you know, thing where like it was never legitimate. I mean, you had a basic concept that you were pitching, but you never even tried. To, this thing was never legitimate. This was always a scam for her. It was always going to be a scam. So let me um, let me give the uh, America's attorney version of what a cryptocurrency is so that we're on the same page. OK, right. Cryptocurrency is a closed ecosystem that work. If it works, it works because there is a blockchain that anyone can participate in, anyone can see, and no one can change. It, it is itself a a record of everything, and it's not forgeable, it's not changeable, and it tracks everything. And that's why I mean, that's why it will eventually digital currency will eventually rule the day. I don't know that it will be unbacked digital currency because of the volatility issues. I mean, no one wants to sell a, a bale of hay on Wednesday for a certain amount and then find out on Thursday that the money that they got is worth, you know, one third of whatever they got for it. But what's fascinating about this is that they never had a blockchain program. Yeah. They, had, they were selling cryptocurrency, but they never had a blockchain. Yeah, I, I, I saw it. And that they were able to, it's not like they were manipulating the market by buying and selling like, 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 like um, Jake Paul was planning to do. Yeah. Right. I mean, or they Logan, didn't have I think Logan Paul. I'm sorry. Lo I'm sorry. Logan. Yeah, Paul. Yeah. They actually went in and were able to actually go in and do it themselves. They were able to just change the numbers themselves to make it look like there was volatility and it was going up and it was like, and then did you see the quotes where she says, she was like, make sure we always close on an up as it's going up to build confidence. Yeah. So every day, let's close with it going up so it's people get, feel good about it. So I think it's important to have the larger crypto context here. This thing started in 14 and the wheels came off in 16 and she disappeared in 16. And I, I want to talk about her disappearance with you because I'm like, I'm fascinated by it. Um, new identities, I think, are like a really um, an American concept. You know, it's it's something that Americans have been doing, heading to the West and restarting. I mean, that's how America started for for a lot of people here. It's like this promise of a new life, not always based in crime, but sometimes. But so sh this company starts in fourteen. The wheels come off in the summer of sixteen. She disappears in October of sixteen. Bitcoin is happening, right? 17. Bitcoin is happening, but it doesn't blow up until 17. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're right. She she takes, she disappears in 17. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. So she's indicted on October 12th, 2017. And on the 25th, she gets on a plane in Bulgaria, in yeah. um, Sofia, Bulgaria, and she flies to Athens, uh, Greece. Yeah. And she's never seen since. Yes, I was off by one year, but the 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 absolute rush into Bitcoin where it blew up happened after this. So her her whole rise and fall occurred, although Bitcoin was definitely, you know, surging. It was happening. It wasn't how it got to be for the four year period from 18 to 22. You feel like you feel like maybe people you know, took this as a, 
um, as an example to, and just to put their money into Bitcoin instead of looking for the next best thing? Is that what or? No, I don't think so. I actually think had she timed her scam 18 months later, she, she could have made 10 times as much money. Because yeah, I mean, what are you going to do with four billion? Yeah, because Bitcoin, Bitcoin had already left the station and people are like, well, I can't invest in that. It's already gone up so much. But here's one coin. And that name is a baller name. One coin. It is, but are you telling me you're disappointed that she only got four billion? No, no, no. You're like, hey, she could have gotten ten. She's no. a sucker. Okay, so first of all, you're putting four billion dollars in my mouth. It never happened. The investments by country, they only got fifty million investments from the uh, invested from the U.S. in the first uh, in the first half of 2016. This is, it's mostly Chinese money that she got. Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah, so, um, it, I mean, <laughs> you make a joke, and I get it, but the reality is, like, she took in, in, when she was peaking in terms of the amount that she was stealing from the public, it was only 50 million from the U.S. That is not a lot of money on relative to the damage she was doing to people out in the world right yes you're you're a you're a math whiz what percent of 50 <laughs> what percent of four billion is 50 million i am i don't know i know i don't know either i think it's like one maybe 1.2 percent you know what turns out no one cares Listen, uh, I mean, it, 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 50, bi 50 million? I'm good with 50 million. Yeah, you would be good with 50 million. I mean, that's all Val Kilmer wanted in The Saint, right? He was stealing money and he said 50 million and I'm out. I hope my editors put that clip in. That's, that's I love great. that movie. You do? The Saint? The acting is so bad. It, it, what, it's Val Kilmer. <laughs> okay. So, like, do you like it, like... I mean, the way that I like it is because it's campy. Um, I loved the what what you Val Kilmer. You mean uh, the Saint? Yeah, I love the the I, different identities and okay. and and you know I like listen like you have any idea? Well, you don't, I'm sure. But but like when you walk into passport control and you hand them a fake passport and they call you like. Hi, Mr. Eckert. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. And you're in the country for, you know, a business, but you're like, oh, I'm, I'm here for, I'm going on vacation. Oh, that's great. And they, they give you the thing, they stamp it and you walk on. I mean, like, that's you a rush. Like Bye. Yeah. Yeah. That's you, a rush. You go stay at the Ritz and everybody's calling you, you know, Mr. Eckert, Mr. Eckert, Mr. You know, you're like, this is hilarious. Hey, so that feeling you're describing, that's the same feeling I get every time I tell one of my kids to do something and they obey me. I'm yeah. like, ah, I, I can't believe that worked. <laughs> I can't believe I'm in charge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know if this is a good idea, but I, I do think you should go turn the stove on. <laughs> um, no, so what I wanted to say is, had her scam started two years later, I think it would have been way, way bigger. Um, and... Um, but I mean, I mean, we're all lucky, I guess, that it started uh, earlier. But like one of the facts that I came across that I thought was astounding was they, they posted 
They were looking for a programmer. I think it's, I think the article said it was posted on LinkedIn. This is from a BBC article. Um, looking for a job. The dude, the this guy says, I'm interested. They call him up. He's like, uh, it's, a, it's a quarter of a million euros a year. Uh, and okay, what exactly will I be doing? And they say, well, we're a, a cryptocurrency company, OneCoin. Uh, we've been in operation for like a year and a half. And uh, we need someone to develop a blockchain for us. <laughs> and the guy, the guy reports that he basically hung up on him. He's like, how can I pretend that this is a legitimate company if you're telling me that your business is a blockchain and you're 18 months in and you don't have one? Mm. Now, as, yeah. a, as a former scammer, scammer, whatever you are, what do you think their process is 18 months into it, and now they're looking for a blockchain developer. I mean, maybe they were thinking we can extend that. Maybe they were getting complaints, and they thought we can, can we can extend this if we go ahead and create an actual an actual product, or maybe we can just move, you know, this money to another project. Yep. And and maybe maybe we can make this legit in some way or extend the scam. Yeah. But yeah, it. So when I hear that, I don't think, oh, they're trying to um, to make it legitimate. They're trying to stretch it out. They're like, well, we've got to have, we got to paper this so that it looks more like a a Bitcoin. I mean, yeah, more like Bitcoin. In that, uh, there has to be a limited number. I mean, it might be a really big number, but there has to be a limited number of idiots and crazy people who will invest in something that's like obviously a scam, right? Yes. But yeah. it's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I don't think they are investing because they think it's a scam or maybe they think it's a, it's a pump and dump scheme, but I'm going to come in at the bottom and I'm going to sell just before the top. Problem is, how do you know that? How do you know when that is? Yeah. So their actual, a lot of their revenue was not from the purchase of coins, but from the purchase of... Uh, educational materials about crypto. And I don't know if you read this, but they have levels. You can have, it's basically, it's like you put, you can pay in as a day laborer and then as a manager and then as an executive and then as a tycoon and you can pay all this money to get educational materials. And then of course, now that you know their version of the crypto world, you'll want to spend more money. He built some of the nation's largest banks out of an estimated $55 million because $50 million wasn't enough and $60 million seemed excessive. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't typically commit crimes, but when I do, it's bank fraud. Stay greedy, my friends. Support the channel. Join Matthew Cox's Patreon. I didn't know that was, you know, that was the different levels, but I did know that, you know, I knew it was obviously doing you know, the multi uh, marketing. I also knew that they were selling courses. Yeah. You know, the training courses. I didn't realize they were different levels, but I, I think, you, you know, the thing I was going to ask you about, because when we get to her taking off, uh, I saw just, I watched a ledger, like a five minute video. I was going to mention to you, but the other thing I noticed is that I keep seeing 15 billion dollars 15 billion dollars is that what the entire scheme brought in because she only it looks like she made four billion and took off but i've also seen it's a 15 billion dollar 
um, scam. Yeah, I think 15 is the total amount of money they're saying that passed through the organization. Okay. And then four is what they, I think, believe that she and maybe also the other people at the top were able to uh, get away with. Well, I mean, they were saying she's like her vert, hers is just four. Wow. Four billion. I don't know what these yeah. are. like the other ones they had. This guy was at like three. Somebody else was at like one point something. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, so well, that's a lot of money, right? It's so it's so much money. money. You know, in the U.S., she's got these little nothing charges, uh, fraud, conspiracy to commit fraud, wire fraud, securities fraud, maybe like four total counts. Like, right. that's nuts. She's obviously done way more than that. If, if they can prove four, they can prove 400, 4,000. Well, I thought you were saying that 50 million came from the U.S. That was in the first half of 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't the total amount. Um, but that's really – so I, here's a question I, I have for you. Do you think there's some strategy involved with the U.S. attorney when they – like, you look at the scam, and then you're like, oh, she got undercharged, Right. Uh, they didn't they throw the book at her. Well, they can only charge her for what the crime she committed in the United States. And and let's face it, they could charge her with one count of wire fraud, get her here, and then use all of the, what do they call the, the other extenuating circumstances and then balloon up her, her sentence to something astronomical. I know, I know a guy that had, had like a $100,000 fraud charge. They gave him like 30 years. Never been in trouble before. Wow. You, he got Well, first he got life, and then they appealed it. They said, you can't give him life on fraud. They said, you're right. We can only give him 30 years. 30 years. Um, <clears throat> He did the whole 30. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I guess he defrauded someone who had a friend in the government? <laughs> well, what happened was uh, um, his name was Richard Bailey. Okay. And he ran uh, like a horse like a horse scam where he would, he would get rich women. He would date rich, older women. And he was kind of a, kind of a, a gigolo, good looking older guy. He would get rich, older women to buy horses that he had bought the horse for, let's say 10,000. He'd get them to buy it for 200,000. Then they'd pay him to take care of it. Cause it was the best, this and the best that. And of course they would try and race the horses and they always sucked. Um, and he knew it to begin with. Yeah, And then, you know, he would do this all the time with multiple women. He had a ranch and he, he, he made a bunch of money. Well, eventually this woman, forget her name, but she was the heir to the Brock's uh, candy fortune. Yes. You know, yeah, I, I was in prison with him, Mr. Bailey. Yeah. And, um, and so ultimately she ended up disappearing. So she was complaining. She was saying, I'm going to commit. I'm going to, he was dating her. And she got, but she got upset and she got upset about the money. She said, she said, felt it was a scam. She was going to go to the, the authorities. And then one day she went somewhere, like she was going on vacation or something and she never made it. She just disappeared. Now, later, a couple of, couple of laborers that worked for him, right? Like, um, de uh, not deck hands, um, whatever guys that clean up around the, um, stable, stable hands yeah. said he had, he had approached them to murder her. 
Oh, wow. Now, one of them ended up saying we murdered her or I murdered her and he 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 buried her somewhere. Then he could never find the body. Then he said, I didn't murder her. Bailey's always said, I didn't murder her. I don't know what happened to her. She went on vacation. She disappeared. I don't know. And as far he was like, as far as fraud's concerned, she never complained about fraud. I don't know what any of that is. There's no fraud. You buy a horse. You hope it does well. It doesn't do well. It's not my fault. So, but he went to trial. He lost. They gave him life because of the murder that he was. Yeah, they knew it was a murder they couldn't prove. But he was never charged. And he was never charged with it. They gave him life. He appealed it. It got it knocked down to 30 years. He appealed, 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 appealed. He did the whole 30. That was it. Very nice old guy. Do I think he murdered her or had her murdered? Of course I do. But he was never charged with murder. So I'm saying maybe they just say, hey, look, you're looking at one count of wire fraud. They get her over here and they say, listen, there's $15 billion missing. We're giving you 20 years, 30 years, whatever they could give her the max on. Well, they could give her 80 on these four charges. Oh, so, see? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they don't... Ha- they don't have to charge a whole bunch to to really hook her up, but the, you know they could charge her with more. I I guarantee it. So, do you know why she's back in the news right now? I thought it was because they they thought they found her. Um, no, I don't believe so. She has been the subject of a uh, like an eight part series that aired on uh, BBC, basically called like Searching for the Crypto Queen. They follow all these leads. They never find her. Uh, the The current theory that people have is that she lives in Frankfurt, Germany. I can't believe you just said that. I mean, what about maybe I want to watch the series? You just ruined it. Oh, maybe you just you just uh, you just gave away the ending. I was like, spoiler. Oh, oh. So the ending is that it doesn't have an ending. They have to make more episodes. We're still mid season, so go knock yourself out. All right. Um, so, what? Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, so um. Her brother pled guilty last fall. Yeah. In the US. Yeah. And he's getting sentenced the first week of April. Yeah. He's got the tattoos. He doesn't look real smart. (laughs) But he's kind of a muscle. He started out out as a customer and ended up as a yeah, yeah, (laughs) he ends up the fall guy. She's like, look, you go ahead and run this. You know, like the, he's the kind of guy that you say, listen, I'm going to start this business with you. I'll run everything, but I'm, occasionally I'm going to have you sign a document. Okay. No, sure. No problem. And then you, you know, you go ahead and you, he signs some documents, you get some pictures you put of him, put it on the website as the president. The, and two years later, when everything falls apart, you leave on the jet and he's sitting there going, I was just her bodyguard. And they're, they're like, I don't know. Says you were the, C, the CEO. There's a lot of pictures of you shaking hands. A lot of stuff came from your email. Is this your signature? Yeah, uh, they they can. I mean, <laughs> theoretically, yes. But because they succeeded in grabbing uh, both her boyfriend and her brother, they've got the emails from back in 14 that say, I mean, they basically say, in bold caps, this is a Ponzi scheme. Our exit strategy is take the money and run. That's what we're going to do. When, it, when the heat gets up, we're out of here. Listen, the best extra strategy is for her to have put her brother as the CEO, brought him on stage a few times, 
go to the U.S. Attorney's Office and say, listen, I think my brother's running a Ponzi scheme. Yes. Oh, my word. That's crazy. Yeah. I can't believe he did this. Because <laughs> otherwise, uh, you got to live in the in the in the desert in Dubai somewhere, riding yeah. camels and stuff. I can't be riding camels the rest of my life. I got four billion. <laughs> I've got to live my life. So another uh, another wrinkle to this is <laughs> that she was getting tipped off by people in allegedly they they don't know this for sure, but allegedly she had friends in the Bulgarian government who uh, I think that they were, according to people's research, they were connected through uh, Eastern European mob. And so she's paying for protection. In Bulgaria? Yeah. No. Not the mob. There's no mob in Bulgaria. Obviously not. These are rumors. I'm not going to sit here and listen to you badmouth the Bulgaria, as if the mob would be plugged in to the government of Bulgaria. It's insulting. It never happened. These are unfounded rumors. Uh, you, you did say allegedly. Which yeah, is, allegedly. Is it's unfounded. Now. That's basically news. <laughs> um, so they, they, there were investigations. There were raids. They were always ready for them. They, you know, for about a year or so, back in 16 and early 17, they were just keeping one step ahead of it because it was very early on that some governments were saying, this is a scam. People ought not invest. Yeah, it was the uh, the Ralph Nader of Vietnam, the consumer protection guru there. He said, this, this isn't real. Y'all stay out of it. And that came to light. I don't know if you read this. They forged a Vietnamese government document, allegedly, that like blessed the operation. Said this is a legit company, and the, the government like is somehow sponsoring this in some way. Like they're like okay, like they're signing off, they're giving it their okay. Yeah, well, well you know, I mean, honestly, it, it it's. A, if it's from the Vietnamese government, I mean, let's face it, you could probably just walk in and get them to do it by just giving greasing somebody's palms. But yeah, maybe it's forgery. Um, what what I noticed is I watched a video that my editor sent me because <clears throat> you know they've been looking for her. Obviously, uh, you know she's on the FBI's most wanted list, but they thought she was. <laughs> Go ahead, make a crack. Go ahead. I saw a crack. <laughs> Are you they crack? I want to talk about the FBI's most wanted list. Okay. It's so sexist. There's been 529 people on the most wanted list. How many women? Oh, yeah. It's it's unfair. 11. It's it's not right. It 11. really should be. It, it really should be more, more evenly spread out. Like, I think it should be at least 50%. You should have at least three Asians in there. You should. It should be 13% uh, black. And, you know, 10% Hispanic. And they really, really, it's not right. Um, she She's the 11th woman to get on the list out of 529. And I don't Overachiever. What do you say? Overachiever. Yeah. I don't think that she deserves to be on the list. No? What's the criteria? They're looking for you. They don't. Ah. It's, it's, listen, 
I was on this. I was number one on the Secret Service's most wanted list. Come on, who am I? Yeah, are, there's other people. Is the Secret Service list even on the internet? That thing's probably on the dark web. No one even it's, knows about it. I didn't even know they had one until I, I was reading an article on me, and I was like, "What? That's crazy." Yeah, I like getting on the Secret Service most wanted list. Is like getting getting drafted into the minor leagues or whatever. You're not, until you make it on the FBI's list, I'm like, eh, you're not that great. Um, let's see. The, okay. I interrupt. <clears throat> so they're looking for, right? Yeah. I saw a video where her, and, and they were thinking, like they didn't know where she was, right? They're, they're saying maybe Dubai, maybe Greece, Maybe she's in Bulgaria. So her brother took a photograph of himself six months after she was missing. He took a selfie of himself in a downtown area. Well, with, with kind of a little bit of a downtown area behind him. Some computer geek went on Google tracked down like how much time do you have to have to do this track down all the different areas and determine can't be bulgaria can't be here can't be there finally said here it is in dubai these are the buildings went down then he then he went around until he could station it to uh, the camera and angle it in such a way that he was like these are the built same buildings matched up stains on walls cracks everything and determine the exact location that got he had to be standing in the backyard of this house when he took the picture and has the actual address of the house where he believes it is a civilian did this or a government investigator no this is a civilian mean they this is they're saying this is where her house is the brother was standing in dubai and the reason they they think it's he was at her house is because they're saying he said he was in like Greece or or, or Bulgaria. He wasn't. They're like, okay, op, this is you're not there. So you re, you post it six months after she goes on the run. Oh. You end up posting this and saying, hey, I'm in Bulgaria. Why would you lie and say you were in Bulgaria? You were probably visiting your sister because it turns out you were in Dubai. So you just lied. You're lying to cover something. Most likely because you were somewhere you you didn't want anybody to know where you were. So. I, it, it's very interesting. Um, I'm, I'm ready to get on a plane and go, go, go. You know, I got to get permission from the judge to travel. You know, I, and I have to. You know, I've, I've got some barriers, but you know, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this: You're, um, you're in her situation. You're loaded with cash, presumably. Are you? Like are your it. odds better getting in a spot and staying there? Or moving around? You know, my problem is that every time you hit the news, I feel like you have to move around. Or unless you're going to say, hey, I'm going to build a little, I'm going to build my little paradise. And I'm just going to hunker down. Like if you could build it remotely. And then you could go there and stay there and have very, almost no contact with the outside world. Like, look, in Dubai, like, I'm not sure how much interaction you have to have. If you have a staff of people, you don't think you have that much of an interaction. I, I think, you know, I, the, the problem is, is how is that? Like, 
is that really you're almost in prison yeah that's i was about to ask you how is that how much better is that than prison it's it seems really uninteresting and at least in prison you can have contact in some ways with your old life your family right yeah and and if you have look for you to pull off this scam see she has to be sociopathic right so yeah um so, you know, in some ways, she's extreme, extremely antisocial. Um, she invited her own family into this, a scam that she knew was going to collapse. Uh, she didn't give anybody a warning that she was leaving. She hasn't reached out really necessarily to her brother or her family. I think, I think if she got multiple plastic surgeries, lost weight, like did some body changement changing and then made, you know, made some real physical um, uh, changes and then up and moved somewhere else. She could probably disappear. Yeah. Women are great because women can wear makeup and do their, their hair and their hairstyles. Yep. And, and body, you know, an extra 30 pounds. Like she was pretty heavy. I mean, not super heavy, but she was probably, she could lose 40 pounds you know, get a boob job, work out, get some plastic, multiple plastic surgeries, change her hair. She'd look like a completely different person. Yeah. And move and she'd be a completely, she'd be, she would be unrecognizable. And she's got the money to get multiple passports. I think she could stay gone. Okay. So I want to give you, so she's been on the run now since. 17 so five and a half almost five and a half years um uh let's 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 put that aside and i want you to tell me how long she can stay gone from now like today is day one how long how long can she stay gone i mean i was like i'm saying it's it's if she's smart, probably indefinitely. Oh, no. Uh, indefinitely? You don't think? Look, Whitey Bulger was gone for, what, 16, 17 years? I knew a guy that was on the run for 25 years. The problem is, I, I don't think it's that they track you down as much as you just make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what happens. You get so, you know, so lazy and so co overly confident that you end up going, you know what? I can reach out to Jimmy. I haven't talked to my old buddy, Jimmy. It's been a decade. I can reach out to Jimmy and thinking they've forgotten about me. I haven't been in the news. I this. I'd like to know what's going on. He can catch me up. And you reach out to him and Jimmy, guess what? Jimmy's son got arrested. He's in federal prison right now. And the FBI said, listen, if your old buddy you know, so-and-so ever reaches out to you, you can, we can get your son out of prison if you'll help set him up. And sure yeah. enough, that's it. Like that's. So I have, um, my assumption is that the degree to which she can be uh, associated with her, her brother is very, 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 very slight, right? In his um, pre-apprehension state. So like the first two years she was on the run. Yes. I, I guarantee you they've had no contact since then, right? No. 
Not okay. unless, not unless it was through a family member and it was in the confidence of visitation. How, <clears throat> how much leverage does he have in his sentencing if he can produce information that brings her in? So you know how I've mentioned, I, I think I mentioned this to you. In all my time of seeing people's plea agreements, you know, and you know what a rule 35 is and a, yeah. and a, a 5k one. So typically in federal, in, in the federal system, unlike the state, in most states, they'll say, look, if you're getting 10 years, if you do this, we'll give you four years and they'll put it in writing. Yeah. And the judge can be bound by that. So in some states, in the federal system, they will not promise you anything. It's like you do this and we'll consider it. And they go, oh, how much will you give me off? No, we'll think about what to give you off after you deliver. I've only seen in 13 years of federal prison, I've seen one document where the government actually agreed that they would reduce the guy's sentence if he cooperated. They wouldn't no tell way. him how much. Yeah. They, they wouldn't tell him how much. Do you know who signed that document? Robert Mueller. Ah, okay. Was, I've heard of him. Yeah, when he was U.S. attorney for the um, in California, in San Francisco, he signed a document with a, a buddy of mine who said, he said, look, if you will cooperate and answer these questions and there's indictments, we'll reduce your sentence. No ifs, ands, or buts. And he signed it. And they reduced my buddy's sentence. The, the government, by the way, Mueller then went on to be FBI director. And the new U.S. attorney said, we don't even know what you're talking about. We have, we've never, there's no, and he didn't realize that this guy, that my buddy had the document. So he sends in the document and they go, he got resentenced. And they were like, oh, well, we didn't realize. Anyway, <clears throat> so this guy's in that kind of position. He could get that. He could get them to guarantee a reduction. Yeah, Maybe but not, not a specific amount. Maybe even a specific amount, because think about it. They don't have a prayer. Yeah, so her her trail is... Re so here, here are the elements to me. Her trail is really cold. I mean, at least to us, right? Because she's been out so long. Maybe they have leads we don't know about. But her trail is really cold. Um, uh, sh she is a, a basically a celebrity in terms of... Um, the scope of her scam and um it it she's the top of the pyramid in that scam right and she's made them look very foolish by avoiding capture for 5 years they don't like to look bad the us government has a real issue looking foolish he doesn't know where she is but he knows the names of people who would know either where she is or the names of people who know where she is, right? He might know her address. Yeah. I mean, he was well, took a picture in her backyard, according to these guys. My, my guess is that he knows the names of the people who helped her disappear. Because those people also helped him disappear, right? <laughs> Um, I'm not sure. Did he disappear? I thought he was, was he arrested and as himself? I mean, 
Yeah, he was hi- he was hiding for a while before he got brought in. Do do we know if he had a fake fake passport or if he was just kind of hiding out? I do not know. You know what's funny is like people think it's so. Oh, I'll just take off on the run. It's like really, like that's not so easy to 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 avoid law enforcement forever. You're never gonna have. You're never going to have interaction with law enforcement where they say, hey, let me see your ID. Let me see your passport. Like that's 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 difficult to do. You have to you have to start a new identity. Anyone who operates a motor vehicle can have an involuntary interaction with law enforcement anytime. And actually, I did a video on my channel a couple months ago of a guy who's just walking down the sidewalk and he got pulled over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you can you've seen those videos with the um on TikTok with the uh the guys that what do they call them? The First Amendment auditors or yeah, 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 sure. Second Amendment, Second Amendment auditors or whatever, um, where they're like, Well, I'm not gonna give you my idea. What am I like you can try that, <laughs> but I if I was already wanted, like that's not the approach I want to take. I want to go, yeah. I want to be like, Yeah, I got my ID right now. Sure, what's going on? Why? What happened? What are you, who are you looking for? Like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Well, um, but you were also good at it for a while. So, oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Hanging out with them. I'll hang out with you. Let's go to dinner. Yeah. So, the, I, he can't, his, his, her brother can't hand law enforcement her on a silver platter, not even close, but the, he can give helpful information. Right. Right. Presumably, in some way, even if it's just layers that they have to dig through. Um, well, he's not. Let's face it. He's not the. What do you what do you think he's facing anyway? I mean, how much time do you think he'll get? He's certainly not uh, the top dog. He's not the brightest bulb in the house. Yeah, I would need to look at his uh, charges i guess he's like if she's the crypto queen he's like the crypto jack or the i was gonna say uh, i was thinking more like the gesture you saw okay, yeah the crypto jester you know um i mean probably like seven or eight years right i don't know okay. so you give him 10 years he gets a drug program some halfway house he'll it's a good time he, this guy's gonna be out in seven years six years he'll, he'll be fine yeah he'll be fine um yeah let's say yeah you're right eight ten years something like that yeah um okay how about this um we're we're gonna give you two years when you get out you need to lead us to her within two years or else you're coming back in for another five years I know that's not how they do. It. <laughs> I know, but is that not the great? That would be a great story. Right? It would be like it's a it's you know that you're getting creative, way more creative than they would get. Like they 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 don't have that type of creativity in them. Right. He needs to do a legitimate stint in prison, and then he needs to get out, and he just they just need to use him to get to her. But they'll never do that for a number of reasons. One of them is like. Their attitude is they don't need this guy. We'll go find her on our own. We're the best. Yeah. Well, let's face it. They don't. Well, in the Fed and state, like they, they don't they don't convict anybody without people cooperating, it's, especially even with documents. Like it's hard to stand up in front of a jury 
and just read off the documents without somebody sitting on the stand saying, these are the documents. This is what it means. Yeah. You can't expect a bunch of people that couldn't get themselves out of jury duty to figure out what the bank statements mean. Yes. Hold on one second. Uh, Sidebar. uh, You should never try to get out of jury duty. Matt is talking crazy and you're, your opportunity to be on the jury is not a duty. It's one of the greatest opportunities that we have in a democratic republic. Okay, I'm back. Sorry. So, like, this is the tape they're gonna play uh, when you, you know, at at the uh, at the bar when they're <laughs> reprimanding you. They'll be like, "What about this? What? Who's this guy? He he said four billion wasn't that big of a scheme. What's he running? Exactly. Um. So. I was thinking, you know, what's funny is I, I was in, incarcerated with a guy who'd been locked up for, and I know we're, you know, counting down. So, but he, he was locked up. He had gotten arrested on a drug charge. He'd gotten like 15 years. He was a member of an organ of like a gang kind of thing um, in California. Well, there had been like six people that he knew that were members of this gang that had been murdered and robbed. And people in the organization wouldn't talk to the FBI who was investigating the whole thing. So they came to this guy and said, listen, you've done like five years, you know, five or 10 years, whatever he had done. He'd done five, six years. They said, we'll let you out, put you in a house. We'll let it be known. You know, you'll, we'll let, allow you to start buying drugs so you can get back in the organization. We'll act like you're selling drugs to people so that you can kind of infiltrate to figure out who's committing these murders. And he's like, you're setting me up because you think I might be able to figure out. He goes, well, what if this same guy, person that's out there that's murdering these people comes to murder me? They said, no, we'll be watching you. And he goes, will I have a weapon? They said, no, no, well, we'll give you like a bulletproof vest. The house will be monitored. They're like, he's like, that's not going to do any good. What are you doing? And so he literally said, I, he had argued with them and said, look, you have to give me a weapon. And finally, that was the, the sticking point was they were like, you're a convicted felon. We will not give you a weapon. But the deal they were giving him was really amazing. So he came back out and he had talked to a friend of mine in there that did legal work. And that friend of mine ended up telling me about this. And uh, he ended up not taking the deal. I heard about the whole thing whatever, a year or so later. And I was like, why wouldn't he do that? And he was like, because he's got like five, six years ago, uh, left to go. And they're talking about putting him in a position where he can be in the same position as these other people were that got murdered and robbed. And he, he was just, he's like, look, I'm sorry. I've been, in, I don't trust the government to protect me. But yeah. it was funny. It's the same kind of situation you're talking about. Like they, I could see him pulling him out, but not giving them two years and then saying, hey, if you don't get her within a certain period of time, we're going to give you more time. No, they'd have to give him like 10 years, have him do some time, then go to him and say, we'll file documents that make it look like you won your case and you got let out. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, but they're never going to turn they're never going to turn somebody into a bounty hunter. You know, hey, if you go, help us find this person and, and you, you can uh, get rid of the rest of your time. He'd have to be bait. Yeah, I like the mindset of the guy who's been in for five years because to me, it's not credible that he's going to be out buying drugs, 
doing the criminal life and not carrying a gun. Right. Like, w wouldn't he have a gun? I mean, I don't know, but wouldn't he have a gun on him? Don't they all have guns on them? I mean, I think at the level he was at, it, it's funny because I've met, you know, higher, really higher level guys. I've met guys in the cartel that are, you know, not at the top tier, but maybe a tier or two down. And I've met guys who have been at really and really high drug transactions and making massive amounts of methamphetamine. And it's funny at the upper echelon, like they don't carry guns a lot. Okay. You see it in the, but at his level on the street level where you're at, a, you're in a house where people know they come, they get drugs, they leave, they come, they, you meet them in parking. Like those guys have guns. Those guys have that. That's dangerous. Yeah. You're showing up with, if you're showing up with 10 or a hundred pounds of methamphetamine, like they don't usually bring guns because if you bring guns, it, it suddenly things get extremely volatile and you don't deal with people that you trust. And a lot of times you're not exchanging cash. You're giving people stuff on consignment. Like there's no reason to rob anybody. I'm not showing up with half a million dollars. Yeah. I'm just dropping off the drugs. Hmm. You're going to sell them on consignment. Give me the money back. Yeah. Or else the next time I see you, I will have a gun. Right, right. You won't yeah. see me at all, this guy. You'll never see me gone. So, yeah. You hadn't already hit record? My God. Oh, my word. Listen, when people come to my house, the best discussions take place 20 minutes before we ever sit down. Yeah. A lot of times I'll be talking to that person. And I'll, I'll say, you know, like I said earlier, like I'm trying to reboot the conversation. And then it gets to the point where it's like, all right, just tell your story. <laughs> you know, the good stuff's over. So, so what I was saying is my call to action typically is to subscribe because I I'm trying to build a community, right? right? I think that there are people who understand that if they know more about how the game is actually played, like the rules that govern society, they'll get better outcomes. They'll get better outcomes in their family, at work, with their friends, in in business transactions, in any area of the law. And by the time you hire a lawyer, most of the time you've already got yourself in a jam and the lawyer can just kind of barely help you. Right. Um, and so like my whole thing is I just want a community of people who's learning a little bit more about how the game is played. Yeah, I, it's so funny. I'll, I know what you're saying because I'm, you know, because just because being through the system, People will tell me, yeah, you know, this guy did this, this guy did that. I'm like, was that in text? Well, th no, this part was, but then he told me to call him. I'm like, right, that's when he threatened you, right? Right, that's why he said, call me. Like, <laughs> yes. You know, or my girlfriend, I'm like, did you, he, oh, he did? Okay, well, you got to, well, you need to tell them your boss this. And she's like, oh, I did. I'm like, did you text it or did you just call him? You see what I'm saying? Or, you know, like. Yeah, you know, you have a great system of documenting that. Hey, I was trying to do the. I'm doing the right thing. Or, and this is often a really big, um, oh, Im important element is putting other people on notice, like being able to prove that you told someone something. Right. Because people are always like, "No, I, I didn't know." I remember. I never heard that. Yeah, I mean, whenever you look at any kind of scandal, um, it's. Uh, and for someone in government, it's uh, what did she know and when did she know it, right? That's that's all they ever ask because everything after that's a cover-up, typically. And um, and there's some of those elements that are kind of coming out in the Crypto Queen story, 
because she's got apparently friends inside of the Bulgarian government who are helping her evade, evade, elude, capture. Really? Yeah. Um, well, here you want you want to uh, start because it's funny because like there's a, there's so many videos on this. I, oh, I'm already started, man. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she. Um, so I was gonna say, you know what? I actually took notes just because, like, so she. What I was gonna mention was that she ran this. It, it, it's funny. So this is my fourth cup of coffee. By the okay. way. Okay. Wait before you go on. I want you to tell me how to pronounce her first name. Last name Ignatova. First name is it uh, Ruza? Ruja? I was Ruja? gonna say Ruja with a Ruja. J. Ruja. Okay. Ruja. okay. But who knows? Kind of a kind of a Z-ish J. Ruja. Ruja. I like that. Yeah. According to Wiki, that could be right. You you know you go to YouTube and ask them to pronounce names. Yeah. Okay. You can say pronounce and then give them the name and then they'll they'll eat all word all kinds of stuff because uh, trust me I can't I'm I was raised in the south. I was educated here. I, I don't listen. I don't I can't pronounce anything. Ruja Ignatova, crypto queen. I keep saying there's a guy I'm doing a story on and there's one of the got characters is named um uh Jesus. Yeah, Jesus maybe. I know and, and my girlfriend keeps saying Jesus. Jesus. I'm like it says Jesus. She's like it's Jesus. And I'm like okay, I get it, but I mean it's easier to just say Jesus. She's like yeah, but that's not how you say it. I'm like, well, all right. She's very Christian. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, anyway. So if you like the video, do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell so you get notified of videos just like this one. Leave me a comment in the comments section. And uh, if you be so kind, I'd love it if you guys would subscribe to my, my Patreon. Uh, it's in the description. Also, all of my books are available in the description. And I really appreciate it. If you want to contact me, my 